This episode is sponsored by Live Oak Bank. Live Oak's dedicated hardware store financing team has the experience to confidently guide you through the lending process and can provide a financing plan to help your business thrive. Whether you're looking to refinance or fund an acquisition, a real estate purchase, a partner buyout, or an expansion, Live Oak can support your goals. They know the work that you put in day in and day out to be a successful independent retail hardware store owner. With Live Oak's dedication to speed, efficiency, customer service, and in-depth knowledge of the retail hardware industry, they'll take you where you need to go. For more information, visit liveoakbank.com slash hardware dash store, or call Brian Meisenheimer at 571-217-3022. Hello, and welcome to the Taking Care of Business podcast. My name is Lindsay Thompson, and I am the senior editor for the North American Hardware and Paint Association. I'm so excited to introduce you to the 2023 Young Retailer of the Year honorees. For 27 years, the association has been highlighting the next generation of aspiring independent home improvement and paint retailers through the Young Retailer of the Year program. This program recognizes individual achievement in industry by retailers 35 years of age or younger throughout the U.S., its territories, and Canada. In today's episode of the podcast, we're going to showcase three of the 11 honorees that were selected in 2023. This will be the first of five episodes showcasing these exceptional retailers. So first up, I spoke with Travis Helvig, our second two-time honoree. Travis also won back in 2016. Travis is the operations manager of Hartford Building Center in Hartford, South Dakota. He is no stranger to personal and professional challenges, and he has used those difficult times to improve the business and himself. When health issues left his parents unable to manage the store in 2013, Travis took on a leadership role, keeping the business running smoothly while simultaneously graduating from college with honors. In 2021, sales fell almost 12% for his operation, and in May 2022, a derecho storm caused major damage to the building. In spite of these difficulties, and thanks to Travis's work and vision, 2022 still ended as the most profitable year the operation has ever seen. Before we meet today's honorees, NHPA would like to extend gratitude to the sponsors of the Young Retailer of the Year program, which include American Hardware and Lumber Insurance, Aero Fastener, Intertate Polymer Group, Midwest Fastener, Pony Jorgensen, PPG, Steel, and the Worcester Brush Company. Well, thanks so much for joining me, Travis. Uh, what does it mean to you to be a Young Retailer of the Year honoree? For me, it's a very special um, thing to be recognized as that. Um, I was definitely surprised to find out that I was honored, uh, especially for the second time. I definitely did not expect that to to ever happen. But I also think as much to me, I mean, I think it means as much to me for our business as it does for myself. It shows what a great team we have around us. I mean, it's an individual award per se, but it definitely would not happen without the support I have from our employees, the community our customers. It takes it takes everybody for to be recognized for something like this. And I think that's what it means is it's it's validation that, um, you know, I'm part of such a great team and we have something really great going um, going for us. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, congratulations again on a two time honoree, which is pretty incredible, but very well deserved. So, um, you know, you mentioned 
your employees and maybe some other people who have um, contributed to your success. So who or what are some of those people, things that have helped you achieve what you have so far? Yeah, so definitely um, my family, uh, first and foremost. We're a family business, so we're we're in it together all day, every day. Um, if it weren't for the support and being able to to work and and still be a family together, uh, mm-hmm. none of us would would be where we're at at this point. Obviously, so that that's a big big part of it. And then, like I said, we just have the best um, customers, employees that that help us continually grow and get better year after year and also um i spend a lot of time doing um a lot of ongoing education taking advantage of the the opportunities that are are out there i went through several years ago i think it was six or seven years ago already the rmcp course with um with the NHPA. So that definitely was a turning point um, in my career and and has ever since then, we've continued to grow. We've implemented a lot that I've learned and continue to. Um, We try to take advantage of local trainings, um, education opportunities, things like that, and just constantly um, trying to have a commitment to grow and learn more about the industry, make more connections. I would say that's that's what's carried me probably the furthest is is um, continually trying to get better and to to learn more each day. Yeah, yeah, and it's definitely it's definitely paid off. So you know we're looking at the thankfully looking at the worldwide pandemic um, <laughs> in the rear view now, um, but you know there's still different challenges facing independent retailers. So as you look at the rest of 2023 and kind of into 2024, what are some of those challenges facing independent retailers? Yeah, definitely. For us, um, you know, we're we're a full service lumber yard home center as well as we do have a full um, full service hardware store as well. One of the biggest things, the core of what we do is on the lumber yard and home center side. So inflation is definitely um, obviously that's not just independent retailers, but that's mm-hmm. definitely one of the biggest things that we have people um, citing this year. Um, or at this point, obviously, is inflation. Supply chain, thankfully, has gotten a lot better, but there's definitely still some uh, some challenges with that in, in particular areas. Um, I would say those are, are kind of the two biggest complaints we're, we're seeing at this point. Mm-hmm. Obviously, overall, we we're trying to be a lot more positive and that we have a lot less to complain about than we did a year ago and two years ago um, on a lot of fronts. So um, thankfully, again, as you said, things are kind of starting to look in the rearview mirror and we're just excited that that things seem to be getting a little bit easier again um, mm-hmm. for, across all all areas of, of supply and um, business in general, I guess. So, so yeah, overall, we're, we're trying to, to be more positive that, that uh, things are much easier now than, than they were before. Sure, sure. Um, so on the flip side of that, uh, what are some of the biggest opportunities that you're seeing in the next year, um, 18 months for, for retailers? So one thing I think is, you know, the, the informed consumer is, is definitely 
um, a real thing. Obviously, it has been for, for a while, but especially with inflation, it seems like people are a lot more informed. They're spending more time trying to make decisions, um, especially large purchase decisions. And as a small independent retailer, or smaller um, independent retailer, I feel like that's where we have the opportunity to provide, um, you know, that knowledge and service that um, a bigger, you know, box store, bigger business, just the that they're maybe not going to get elsewhere. Um, we've really tried to key in on that these last several months. And, and that seems to be... Um, that seems to definitely be having some traction there is Mm -hmm. the fact that people are a lot more conscious now than they've maybe been um, the last several years, especially in their spending and um, just being able to, to make more of that personal connection um, Mm -hmm. and, and take advantage of maybe some opportunities we maybe wouldn't have gotten before to pick up some sales that we maybe weren't even getting an opportunity at before. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so, you know, obviously you've you found success personally and your operation has, has seen some great success. Um, and from our conversations before, I think a lot of that is rooted in your commitment to the community. So why is being engaged with your community so important? So absolutely. And like I said a little bit ago, um, if it weren't for the community support that we have, um, we could we could be the best retailer. We could be the best at whatever it is. And if we didn't have a customer base supporting us, obviously, we're not going to get very far, um, mm-hmm. even with the best of anything. So the community is what what continues to to make it possible for us to do what we love to do day in and day out. And um, we recognize that and just being involved. And and there's so many great things that it's not hard in any community, in my opinion, to -hmm. find some great things going on if you really look. And, and that's something we try to be committed to and um, making sure we're involved. But once you start getting involved in some things, it's just, you know, I enjoy the things I'm involved in so much. I wouldn't give them up even if, even if I weren't um, right here in Hartford, what you know, in our family business at this point, because you just meet so many great people and just the ability to give back in general um, is such a satisfying feeling that, um, you know, I don't think I would give that up even if I, even if it weren't for our business and, um, and yeah, just having the the ability to to serve people and and give back mm-hmm. and you know and again it shows people that we are we're invested in the community um, day after day and that it does matter to us that the community is a um, continues to become a better place and continues to grow and mm-hmm. that we will we will make sure we have a part in in doing that just as they're doing that for us. Yeah, it's so cool to see that your passion for your business and your passion for your community are actually just really intertwined. And, you know, um, that's really cool to see. All right. So, Travis, what um, excites you most about our industry? What gets you out of bed in the morning? What gets you motivated to get to work? For me, the thing that I I enjoy the most is that, um, which maybe isn't a super popular opinion, especially in the the home building, the kind of that the home center side of things, is the continual changing of of things. You know, um, obviously trends come and go, materials 
uh, and technology always is changing even within our industry. And just to see that and, and the fact that no day um, is ever going to be the same in our industry. Um, we could we can try as much as we want to, to to create two days that are even close to each other. And it it generally doesn't happen. I mean, maybe the same same structure of the day, but what happens throughout the day is different every single day. And and I just I do. I enjoy that getting up in the morning, knowing I mean, I might have an idea who I might be meeting with or or what I think might happen for the day. But there's always something that comes up and. And there's always a challenge. There's always something that you run into that, you know, someone's having a problem with, whether it be, um, again, remodeling their house and they ran into an issue structurally they're not sure on, or they're working on a plumbing project that they're just totally over their head on, but they have water leaking everywhere. And they're just looking for some help to, to at least get by. You know, that's, that's what excites me is, again, the ability um, to help people um, solve problems and mm-hmm. and find new ways to do it and and again the the technology that continues to be um, invented and incorporated mm-hmm. even within the building industry where we maybe are a little more reluctant to it mm-hmm. than a lot of other other industries I do enjoy um, seeing seeing that shift and those those trends continue to come to be. Well, thanks so much for your time today, Travis. It's uh, always a pleasure talking with you. Yes, thank you. The next honoree I got to chat with was Ryan Klaus, owner of Klaus Family Ace Hardwares in Escada, Michigan. The Klaus Family business has seen rapid expansion in the last five years, and Ryan has been an integral part of those new store acquisitions. By the end of 2022, the Klaus Family owned 16 Ace Hardware stores, five Rogers Family Foods, one Napa Auto Parts store, and 295 self-storage units. There are plans to open and acquire three more hardware stores in 2023. Ryan is involved with everything from remodeling and setting up store systems to acquiring new products and establishing niche markets. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, What does it mean to you to be a Young Retailer of the Year honoree? Uh, it means the world. It's, uh, it shows the work of all the hard work, all the hours, all the dedication, and all the people that have supported me, uh, whether it be my family, my coworkers. You know, it really goes to them as well because they're the ones that also are with me putting in that hard work. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, you're part of a family business, so you've been in the industry a long time. So what are some of the keys to your success? Who or what has helped you along the way achieve what you have so far? Uh, a lot of it would be streamlining processes, making things easier uh, to go and have that technology base where you can reach out to people instantly and be there when they need it and pretty much just be a support center so they don't feel like they're out on their own, you know? Yeah, absolutely. What are, um, you know, technology wise, what are some of the things that your operation, you know, is using to connect with people to make those efficiencies easier? So uh, we set up a remote access. So if anybody mm-hmm. has a problem at a register or uh, at a paint counter that we can fix those problems right on the spot, it actually works mm-hmm. really well as a uh, learning tool as well. Mm-hmm. So we can go and show them what they're doing, what they need to do and, and how the processes work. And then being able to get them the information such as uh, any of your policies, procedures, 
and all those things right to them, right at their fingertips. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank goodness the pandemic is mostly in our rear view mirror, but as we, um, you know, look at the rest of 2023, there's still different challenges facing independent retailers. Uh, what are some of those challenges that you're seeing um, for independent retailers, maybe for, you know, in general, or, you know, even for your operation? I think that everybody can relate to a workforce um, that retaining uh, your good employees and coworkers, and then also to onboard new ones in, in the training aspect. I think that's going to be the biggest challenge coming up through the years is making sure that you have the staff and they're qualified, uh, that you're able to qualify them as well. Uh, I always say I can teach anybody anything. I can't teach them to smile and customer mm-hmm. service is a big thing. So, Yeah. Uh, what kind of things is your operation doing to help um, attract these employees and, and retain them? We're actually looking at uh, a couple options of what uh, we're going to do actually to kind of combat that problem with keeping and retaining. And that's kind of just making sure that everybody has somebody to go to about better line of chain of command to ask questions. So they're not always trying to reach to one person who may be off for the day or mm-hmm. whatever that looks like to make sure that their answers are, are, are there when they need them. So. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, and kind of on the flip side of the challenges retailers are facing, I think there's lots of opportunities as well in the next six, 12, 18 months. Um, what do you think are some of the biggest opportunities for independent retailers in um, for your operation looking forward to the rest of 2023 and beyond? Um, I, I, as much as I say people in the workforce, I think it's the same as we look uh, for the opportunities in people as well. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the things that uh, have been adapted to is is that bigger service to go the extra mile for your customers and whether they be business or personal you know your delivery if they're having somebody um you know always picking up their stuff or they have no way to get it there we'll take it to you you know Mm -hmm. if they can't find somebody to to get those products or even businesses just stopping in just ask them what they need stock them up because they don't have time to look themselves so kind of take on their their challenges as our opportunities yeah, absolutely. I think so. Omnichannel is such a buzzword right now, but I think that's exactly what you're describing is just meeting your customers where they are, you know, whether that's right. online, whether that's in store. So, I think that's yep. And cool. that's one thing that we really believe in. We're actually going to hire a business to business specialist just to reach mm-hmm. out to those people who may have the same type of problems. They're just not quite getting it done and, and see what we can do to assist and help. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, I know that in our kind of our previous conversations, that community is such a, a big part of your all's culture and your success as an operation. So what does it mean? Why is it important for, for you and um, your business to engage with and support your local communities? Uh, I look at it in a family way. Uh, community is your family that's outside your local level, not just inside your home. Uh, in the same way that we do uh, with family, we take care of our, our coworkers and we watch out for each other. And I think that's a big thing is that family is people taking care of people and that revolves around community as well. So the more opportunities that you have that are out there and that when people see you going out there and going for it, it becomes like a ripple in water. It's easily seen. It's easily felt. And then it's something that's addictive. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people want to come join, help out and and you end up making a bigger difference, even though you only had a task of just helping one one item. You know, it can it can really make its mark. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, you're you know spread out over northern Michigan, and it really feels like 
you've connected all these different communities, you know, through your operation, which is really cool to see as well. Yep. And, and, and to go and take the ideas of one that is, is doing well in certain areas and then trying to go and replicate. And if it worked for uh, the community and it was driven that maybe we can pick it up and use it in another community that they can feel the, the, the uh, ending of that as well, per se. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so Ryan, what, what excites you most about our industry? What gets you up in the morning? What gets you motivated and, and move in uh, to work every day? Uh, it, the new challenges every day. I, I really, I really enjoy it. Um, it. It's always one of those things where you never really know what's going to come at through your door. And whether it be a personal, you know, somebody coming in like, hey, something broke or whether it be something on my end that I have to work for. It's always exciting. It's always ever changing as well, too. So it's one of those things that uh, you'll never know what's going to come through your door. So you just smile and, and get ready for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Really appreciate it, Ryan. Absolutely. Thank you. I'm also excited to share my conversation with Dalton Meany, head of operations for three Meany's True Value locations in the communities of Jasper, Du Bois, and Ferdinand, Indiana. Dalton streamlined processes to transform Meany's True Value into a true multi-store operation, making significant changes to promote brand cohesion and increase sales across all locations. One of the biggest challenges Dalton took on was changing the price structure of all three stores. Previously, the pricing was different at each store and prices were only updated when products were reordered. Dalton created a uniform process, resulting in a decrease in pricing discrepancies between stores and an increase in gross margin. Dalton, thanks so much for um, chatting with me today. I'm really excited to hear more about you and about your operation. Um, so what does it mean to you to be named a Young Retailer of the Year honoree? Um, it's a great honor and it shows that I'm doing the right things to make this business successful. I think it's a great stepping stone in my career. It hopefully it lasts a long time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, what have been some of the keys to your success so, so far? So like who or what, um, in your, uh, career have really helped you get to where you are right now? I think thinking outside the box and trying new things has led to our success. Mm -hmm. Um, being independent gives us a lot more flexibility regarding what we can do in our stores. And that flexibility and personal touch we bring can contribute a lot. Mm -hmm. And my parents and our employees have helped a lot with these goals and implementing all these changes we've done. Without them, I couldn't do any of this. Yeah, because because um, you guys uh, you have three locations, correct? So you've um, had seen some growth in the last couple of years. Yes, that's great. And you tell me a little bit about your parents um, and how they're involved in the business and how you guys work together. We kind of a little split up. My dad stays in the one store and he handles a lot of the day to day stuff. My mom, she handles a lot of the back end stuff, but they've been doing it a long time. They've owned it since 2003. Okay. Before then, it was my dad's family and they've been in business since 1881. So that's awesome. It's a long family business. Yeah. Yeah. What a cool legacy to be a part of. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so Dalton, uh, what do you think are some of the biggest challenges facing independent retailers this year? So obviously, you know, we're still, there's some, you know, supply chain issues, labor issues. Like, what do you think from, you know, from your, your point of view, from your operation, what are some of the biggest challenges this year? I think trying to keep customers engaged in our stores is going to be a big challenge, mm -hmm. you know, post COVID and we're still with these high prices. People don't want to spend as much as they did before. Sure. 
And, you know, we all kind of wrote a high throughout COVID. And now how do we adapt back to some sort of normal? And how do we keep these customers coming in our stores that we gained? Sure. So Sure. Um, any, any insights on how you're going to address those challenges? I'm not exactly sure, but mm-hmm. I think just trying to bring in new products, trying to do more events, more hands-on with customers, just ways to set us apart from the competition. Yeah. The more we do with that stuff, the better. Absolutely. Absolutely. So on the flip side of that, um, I think there's a lot of great opportunities despite the challenges. So what do you think some of the biggest opportunities for retailers are this year? I think in the last few years, we've seen a big increase in our customer base and we've seen a lot of positive feedback, how we do things. So just continue to do things well. Mm-hmm. Hopefully our, our customers will stay. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, and you, um, you guys are really great about being innovative and you yourself um, are super uh, innovative uh, with just different technologies and different processes and programs that you've brought into your operation. Um, can you just briefly touch on uh, your inventory system that you've implemented? Yeah. So um, with three stores, we do a lot of store transfers of inventory. Mm-hmm. and it really wasn't done being an efficient way. Most of the time we're being kind of reactionary doing transfer stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh no, this store is out. Let's send them some. Sure. But we weren't ever proactive. So I've made a system that takes inventory from our POS and calculates how inventory should be distributed. So the stores that sell the most should have this much inventory in it generates transfers for us on a weekly basis and then we can import into our POS. Yeah. So that's been a huge help for us and it's been a lot of return on investment on that project. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Um, so you guys are located there in Southern Indiana, correct? Yes. Why is being involved and engaged in the local community important to you? I think it's important because the community is that we all live in us and our employees. Mm-hmm. And it's great to be able to help people that we see every day in our stores. And we try to do as much as we can to support local organizations and schools and try to give back. You know, sometimes we wish we could give back more, but we're proud of what we're able to accomplish. Yeah, you guys have such a, as you mentioned, have such a long legacy in that area. I'm sure that it's um, fun to see, you know, different or the generations um, come through the stores and shop with you guys. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right. So Dalton, what, uh, what excites you most about our industry? What gets you up in the morning? What gets you heading? What gets you excited about heading to work every day? Um, I think all the new technology being introduced is really exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hardware stores aren't always the first adapters of new technology. We're mostly kind of the last ones, but sure. I think things are starting to get more and more accessible to us. And especially over the next few years, it's going to be real interesting to see how that changes. Yeah. You know, a few years ago, electronic shelf tags weren't, you know, on anyone's radar. Now, all of a sudden, they're becoming more and more popular. And hopefully, in the next few years, they become really accessible to everybody. Yeah, it'll be really exciting to see, um, you know, where the independent home improvement industry can go when it comes to technology. And I, I completely agree with you. All right. Those are all the questions that I have. So thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. 